0: Mom make okay a shout boy <laughs> I say, I say, I say. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Junior Virginia. Oh man, bro. Okay, so we had a week, right? And then yesterday we did a podcast. So today is a bonus edition uh, for the week. Normally we do one podcast a week, but um, we got we got some stuff to answer in, in the emails. First of all, we want to say that uh, Apple Podcast is responsible for sixty six percent. Remember when it was eighty something? Okay, that's because Spotify went up from fourteen percent to 16%, okay, and then the other, right, we're on Google, we're on all kinds of other podcasts, and they went up to 11%, so Apple is no longer the leader as far as where people listen to us, so we want to say mahalo, and uh, thank you to you guys, we start with the attitude of gratitude, Anchor is still 5%, so, so the guys on Anchor, I don't know, man, there's like maybe three people, and I don't know, uh, anyway, so, and the male demographic is 81%, Okay, we was doing more males. Now, more females are listening. It's up to 18%, up from 12%, okay, because went down to 11, right? So more more females are listening. Non-binary, okay, the people who don't know who they are, zero, okay? So it's nice to know. That people on the podcast know who they are. So, thank you very much. And that's our analytics for today. <laughs> Bro, you know, so yesterday, right, I did I did the podcast yesterday, and some people didn't jump on them, the regulars. So, we have regulars, and the regulars are the people that listen to our podcast, like, as soon as we put them out, boom, they jump on them. And, you know, they was listening. So, um, and I got one comment, because there's there's these, I got to say this, there's these three guys and two girls that always comment, they always comment. Okay, so far they haven't left uh, a review. <clears throat> you know who you are, I think, right? If you're the same guy as that commenting, but anyway, they go to my Instagram and they comment. So my Instagram is here for you, eight oh eight. Okay, and and that's on that's on Instagram, and and they they hit me up in the in the DMs. So yesterday we were talking, we were talking about you know life coaching yesterday. We were talking about different things and, you know, so so one of the things that came up, right, one of the questions that came up was like, unks, because these guys, because I, I went check out their profile, everything, right, so this guy is like probably, I want to say late 20s, early 30s at the most, okay, and he's got his stuff going on and you know, he's branding himself as, you know, that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give him more air, this is all confidential. But he's branding himself as something, right? And, and and you know, from the looks of it, he's doing good, right? So so I look at it and I go, Oh, okay, well yeah, but you know, it looks like he's got it going on. His question was, Unks, why did you start life coaching? I thought you was the entertainment guy. I thought you was, you know. I thought you was the Hawaiian entertainer, like you know. So, so here's the thing, right? When we branded ourselves, now, first of all, I, wa- I want to tell you, don't believe the hype, okay? So don't, don't, don't get lost in the hype. The hype is the hype for a reason, okay? <clears throat> now, back in the day, when we started. Okay, we branded. Now, now, you know, only, it's only been recently that social media is talking about branding, brand your company, brand your social media account, brand, brand, brand. Okay, we was branding way before social media ever happened. We were branding before Instagram was a thing. We were branding before Twitter was invented. Okay. But we started brand, and this is just basic marketing. This is marketing. And I learned marketing. I had a mentor. Okay. And we're not going to get into that. Uh, but but thank you, John. Thank you very much. He knows who, she, who he is. And I don't think he's listening. <laughs> I really don't think. But just in case he discovers this episode. John, mahalo. Thank you so much. It has served me well. Now, this guy taught me marketing way before social media. Way before all of this stuff, right? And And one of the things was branding, okay? Now, we branded as Hawaii's entertainer. So you heard it on all of our radio ads. You heard it on, I mean, everywhere you look. Hawaii's Entertainer. And then there's an R, see? And and then there's Junior Keiko Jr. And there's an R. Because we registered all this stuff. Now, some guys, they go out. They just make any kind. And, you know, and they don't put too much thought into it. Okay, you remember yesterday when I was telling you guys to put thought in relationships? Because, you know, you got to put thought, right? Most people just... it. They, Life happens to them. Well, that's what they think. But life is happening for them, right? Remember the guy in the club that met the girl and then eventually married, family, right? Okay, if you remember that scenario, if you don't remember, go go listen to the previous episode, okay? But if you do remember, just know that that manifested because that was his desire. He desired her, right? And then it unfolded, right? He probably didn't know he was going to desire anybody until he saw her. Right, but that's how it went. Now you need to have a plan, okay? And and you could have a plan for what happens when you desire somebody. What you gonna do? You know what kind of plan you're gonna have? And you can do that. I I did that, you know. So anyway, but we had a plan and we started branding, and the branding was Hawaii's entertainer. Now we, you know, this guy just so happened. He said, "Oh, unks, I thought you was the kind, the entertainer of Hawaii." Okay, now he said I'm a different way because people hear advertising and they, you know, they mix up the details or whatever. And I said, oh, no, that's that's Hawaii's entertainer. That's a brand. That's our brand. And and so then we started, you know, back and forth in the DMs, right? And he was asking, oh, I thought you was all about entertainment. How come you're doing this? And I told him, well, no, I, I've been a teacher as long as I've been entertaining. And the teaching part is is like the cornerstone of my purpose. Okay, my purpose, I wasn't put on the planet to, you know, be the entertainer. The entertainer part is what I saw and what I was attracted to. And then, you know, what I pursued, right? Because cause I liked it. And I thought it was cool. I looked at Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Don Ho, all these guys. And I'm like, oh, these guys get the chicks. You know, they're singing these love songs. The chicks is all in love with these guys. Okay. Now, what I saw on TV was the hype. Okay, I saw the hype. Well, what am I talking about? I'm, talk, I'm talking about the branding, the advertising, okay? I'm, I'm talking about the, them putting the chicks in the front row, okay? So all the, all the single chicks, they put them all in the front rows, right? So many rows in the front. And then the couples come in and sit down, right? You see, so so when you're on TV and they get that tight shot of the stage, what do you see? You see all these chicks in the front. So what do you think? Well, you're thinking that this place is full of chicks, right? Now, that was good for attracting dudes because the guys would come. Now, the guys had money, okay? Think about it. When you go to the clubs, right? You see these chicks hanging out on the bar. They're nursing their drink, right? They're not coming. I mean, nowadays, now women make money, okay? That's the difference. Now, in today's world, women make money. But But back in the day, right? You know, these, these girls had, you know, they didn't have the big professional jobs or, you know, the military guys came, right? They had a lot of extra money because they got paid while they was out on, on the ship or where where whatever, right? And then they came, they had money to spend and they would spend the money and they would come in, they would meet the girls, right? So the guys knew, the entertainers knew, okay? And I got this firsthand from, you know, people that actually did this on purpose they, they knew the guys had the money. They wanted to at- attract the money, right? So the the women were like the bait, and and they so they had the women come in, and they had women come in for free. So so and that was you know that that I mean that that's not uh, that's not not a private secret or anything. That's been going on for for ages. And they bring the girls in for free. Then the guys come. The guys start buying drinks for the girls. You see what I'm saying? And that, that's how they make money. So that was part of the thing. For entertainment, but I didn't know that when I was, when I was 12 years old, you know, 10, 12 years old, whatever, and I saw this stuff, I had no idea, right? So I bought into the hype. And, and so that's why I'm telling you guys, don't buy into the hype. And that's what I told brother. I told him, well, you know, Hawaii's entertainer is what we branded and we needed a brand because the name wasn't good enough. We wanted to brand the name and then we wanted to have a slogan. And that was the slogan, Hawaii's Entertainer. So if you look on the posters, whatever, everything we did, everything on social media, it says Hawaii's Entertainer. Okay. So, so he said, Oh, why, why you became on life coach? So I'm going to, I'm going to talk about that today on a podcast. I'm going to tell you guys why uh, I became a life coach. Okay. Cause I was always a teacher teaching runs in my family. And, you know, it comes, it comes right down the gene pool. And, and my mom and dad were teachers and, you know, come to that. I was a teacher. And, you know, I'm, I'm watching my, my grandson now because I want to see if he ends up a teacher. My son was a teacher. It just comes down, boom, 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 right down the gene pool. Okay. That's what we are. We're a family of teachers. Okay. So anyway, but I'm teaching over here on the side, right? And then I built this school on the side to, to have my friend have something to do because he was blind. Okay. And me and him and this girl started the business. We started the school, and and that's another a podcast. In fact, we told part of the story. Another podcast. Go hunt through the podcast. <laughs> go listen, you go find the story. So anyway, so I'm going to tell you why and how I became a life coach. Okay, now it all started. Okay, and and it in this this like. This is like a lifetime of, of uh accumulation of data and knowledge and, and all this kind of stuff, right? Cause when I was thirteen or twelve, I think, twelve thirteen, right around there, my uncle sat me down and he started to lecture me about you know life and you know, about all this guy. Why? Because he didn't want me to become a rogue teenager. He didn't want me to fly off the handle. You know how teenagers, right? They're looking for independence, right? So and I get these kids all the time. These parents bring their kids to me all the time, right? Because they want to involve their kids in something that will keep them focused. Okay. And I, and I had a, I, in fact, I had one of my favorite students, right? And, and I was teaching her several things. I was teaching her how to play bass, how to play guitar, teaching her voice, actually more instruments because that's where her inclination was. And she hated school. Every time I asked her, how's school? She goes, don't ask you know because and she goes you know like after a while she was like you know i'm like but what i what else are i gonna ask her you see what i'm saying and it's a professional setting so i'm not gonna ask her you know like you know how's how's you how's you how's your makeup how you putting on your makeup these days or whatever like, whatever you know i'm just saying right How how's the fashion world or whatever so no so so that's what i you know, you know that's what i asked the kids how's school and and so this girl is one of those at-risk kind of girls, right? And I don't know what she's doing now. She's no longer my student. But this is the kind of girl, right, that will... And and child, it doesn't matter, girl, boy, right? When they're not interested in school like me, right, they have a tendency to not take it serious. And then what happens? Well, then they get involved in all kinds of other stuff besides school and they put school on a back burner, right? And so, so, um, but you know, that's that's just what my uncle didn't want me to to do. And so he sat me down. I, I went through these lectures and lectures, and I, you know, I never saw the value in this stuff, right? And my uncle's my uncle has had strokes, and so he cannot talk anymore. He cannot have a, a coherent conversation, right? And if there is one thing. You know, cause you know, you know how you see these success stories of these guys, right? And they go, if there was one thing or one person you could talk to again, one thing you could do, what would it be? In my life, it would be one more two-hour lecture from my uncle. You know, because because I got to the point after my uncle had these strokes that I discovered what he was trying to teach me all along, and I wanted to con- communicate to him, Uncle. I got, I get him, I understand now. And I cannot because he cannot understand, you see. But I finally got him. I finally, I finally got that Holy Grail thingy that he was trying to get across to me. So anyway, so this started 12, 13 years old. Now let's go down the road. So we go down the road in my teenage years. I think I'm all that. I think I know, you know, everything, right? Teenager. I think I got life wired, right? And I go through a whole bunch of turbulent stuff. Then comes my twenties, and my twenties, I was angry because of what happened, you know, in, in high school and in elementary school and whatever. I went through the kind, I went through some discrimination that you have no idea. I mean, and you know, a lot of a lot of kids do, and a lot of kids go through bullying. And so I was bullied by adults. I mean, but that's not a podcast. (laughs) That's not a podcast. I wasn't bullied by kids. I was bullied by adults and they were not in my immediate family. It wasn't my mom and dad. You see what I'm saying? And, and so I, I got used to fighting back at adults. And, and I got to tell you, when you're a teenager or, or wait, actually I wasn't even a teenager yet. I was like, I was like 10 years old. I was like fourth grade when it started, right? And I used to fight back then. Fought, fifth, sixth, grade. I was fighting back, right? And I wouldn't take I mean I just wouldn't take it. So as a result, you know, when you fight back, what happens, right? You fight fire with fire. What happens? More fire. And so so you know so we went all of that. In my twenties it was turbulent. In my twenties it was like fight, 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 you know, all this kind of bad negative attitude. But at the same time, right, on the side Okay, in the in the back of all this negativity was my uncle sitting me down and going, Bro, you, you got to you gotta pay attention to this. And he tried to tell me all these things. Now, he used to go to these seminars, these EST seminars. And so he would teach me everything he learned. And he would sit me. And even, you know, I didn't want to learn. Right? I didn't want to learn it. Right? But I sat down because why? Because he was my uncle. I had to shut up and listen. So I, I shut up and I listened, right? And so I stored all this information, okay? And this is what I tell the kids, the young kids that I work with today. When I give them a piece of information, I tell them, look, you might not use it right now, but one day something's going to happen in your life, and then you can pull them out from a back file cabinet, and you go, oh, this is what Uncle was talking about. This is what Uncle was talking about. And then you're going to be able to use that information to help you. Right, so my uncle was like that, and we went on through the years, through the twenties. Right around thirty, I decided, okay, I'm gonna try. Right, I think I think I was about twenty nine. Okay, right around 28, 29, I started getting tired of the merry-go-round. You know, the merry-go-round, fighting fire with fire, get more fire, get, you know, and then then I got tired of fighting. I was I was getting burnt out already. And I was getting burned out of negative consequences, okay? For every action, there's a consequence. For every action, there's a reaction. And you put out negative, you know, actions, right? I don't care if it's words. I don't care if it's deeds. I don't care if it's ill intent. I don't care if, whatever, physical altercations. I don't, I don't care what it is. It's going to come back. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. <laughs> Barbarians, bro. And that's what was going on. So right around 29, I was like, okay, you know, and my uncle said, he, you know, I, I went to him and I said, okay, uncle, you know what? You've been teaching me all this stuff, right? I'm going to try him. Cause, cause I, I, I was ready to submit. Okay. Who was I submitting to? I was submitting to myself. And I said, okay, uncle, look, I, I I'm going to try. And he said, all right, look, can you be positive? for one day just one day just tomorrow when because i used to work with my uncle he said help him out right and we used to wash uh big trucks and stuff like rigs uh 18 wheelers that kind of thing a high pressure wash and and he said look can you can you do this tomorrow and i'm like yeah yeah, i can do it tomorrow all day and i said yeah, yeah all day so the next day i was positive all day right and that and then the, at the end of the day he goes bro you was right on today everything was good you felt good I'm like yeah yeah I felt good he goes can you do this tomorrow And I was like huh, yeah I could yeah yeah I could do that tomorrow you know because I was thinking about what I did I was hey you know I didn't really do much you know but I was positive right I didn't talk bad about any situation that happened I didn't bring up any any negative stuff right I, I just did my work. Right. Me and him in work and we just did the whole job, everything and everything was good. So he goes, can you do this tomorrow? And I was like, yeah. Now, tomorrow turned into a week. That week turned into a month and six months and a year and two years. And pretty soon I looked back on the thing. Right. On on the time. And I go, wow, this really works. Right. Because, you know, along the way I was incorporating different things that he was saying. I was writing affirmations for a little while, you know, and and then I stopped. But I, I, I was doing, you know, certain things for a while. I was praying. We were studying Bible. We went to go study all this, you know, uh, government stuff and, you know, sovereignty. You know, it wasn't Hawaiian sovereignty. It was American sovereignty. Okay. Because a lot of people are familiar with the Hawaiian sovereignty issue. There is an American sovereignty issue. We are at risk of losing the republic. Okay, but but that's another that's another podcast, right? So so I was learning all this stuff, was doing all this positive stuff, was going Bible study, was doing all this stuff, right? And everything was working good, and so my life started to improve, and everything started to get better. Now, when everything started to get better, right? You know, my whole life, everything, opportunities started coming, and I started taking these opportunities. Now, fast forward. Fast forward to the 30s, okay. The 30s flew by, boom, 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 right. And and I was just I was doing my work, I was going, you know, to to my job, doing everything. And it pretty soon, I started my company. The first company was a production company that we had that we started. And so we started doing production, making jingles, was doing everything. We we actually wrote, I mean, this, you know, not not flexing or anything, but we wrote the most jingles in Hawaii. They're on YouTube. And all you got to do, because my first production company, Imua Productions, actually morphed into VMAC Consultants. And you can just put VMAC, VMAC Consultants in YouTube and all the jingles going to pop up. Well, not not all, but the, um, a lot, like tons of them. And we did tons of car places and, uh, car quests, all, all this kind of stuff, right? So anyway, so, so we, you know, I went through all of this. First company was going, 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 jobs, 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 working, right? And, and then, you know, the entertainment thing went open up and you guys heard that story and then, you know, so that, that opened up and that started, okay? Then this, this one girl that I went with, right? Uh, we broke up. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes when you hear people go, "Oh, everything was going good," and then we got into a relationship, and then everything got screwed up. Okay, that's what happened. That's it, in in a short, uh, you know, paraphrasing the whole situation. That's what happened. So we screwed everything up by getting into a relationship. Nine months later, boom, I, I just couldn't take it anymore, right? And and so we so we we split. Okay, now during that process, right? I really, I fell in love with, with her children. She had three girls, so she still does. She got, she has three girls. And so, um, and I really fell in love with these kids and they they were super bright kids and, and, uh, their personality, everything. Okay. And if, if you go look, you know, they're the JKJ hula angels, right? You can go, you can Google them. <laughs> they're a thing. <laughs> they're they are a thing. They're they're no longer those little girls, but they are a thing. The J K J Hula Angels. Just go search them on Facebook. Search them on on Instagram. Search them any place. Any anyway, any, anywhere online, and you'll find them. And so so these girls, right? So I I told this this girl. I said, Hey, look, you know, I love the girls. Just bring them to the school, no charge. So the girls continued on. Uh, until her oldest daughter was out of high school and then then they kind of went their own ways, you know But while her oldest daughter was still in in school uh, Every every day for years years and years they came right on the house, right and they just came Because I wanted to help her keep these kids out of trouble Okay, because I didn't want these kids to end up, you know at risk and all, all that kind of stuff. So they came Okay now when we broke up, she gave me this DVD of The Secret. And she said, look, because cause I was trying to get to the next level. And and we didn't know really what the next level was. We just knew that there was a next level somewhere we wanted to get there. And she goes, look, if you really want to get to the next level, you got to watch this. You know, and it was The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. It was a DVD. And I said, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, you know, I didn't take her serious. right? And I took the DVD home. I threw him in my top drawer, right? And I told this story, you know, I don't want to go through the whole story. But anyway, a year later, I watched the DVD and things started clicking. And then I started doing, right? I went back to the affirmations that my uncle was taught, teaching me, right? All this stuff my uncle already taught me, but I didn't use it. it was in the back filing cabinet, see? And the DVD brought them out. It brought them out, and and I started going oh, okay, because I saw PhDs now saying the same thing my uncle was saying. You know, these were doctors. These were guys who went college and wrote papers on this stuff, and they, you know, they, so they did dissertations. They, they, I mean, they knew what they were talking about. Physicists, quantum physicists, doctors, you know, all them guys, right? The highballed and knowledgeable kind of people. So I thought, okay, this is real. Now, I want to see if this works for me. If it works, then I will continue to do it. If not, I'm going to scrap this idea and the hell with it. I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing. So I started putting it, you know, applying it, right? Now, knowledge is nothing, okay? Knowledge is nothing, Hawaiians. Knowledge sat in my head since I was 12 and 13, and I still remember what we talked about. I still remember all this stuff, right? Right? It was dormant. It was just there. When I saw the DVD and then I saw all these credible guys and I thought, okay. Because, you know, sometimes, right, you get them from your uncle, right? You go, ah, oh, that's my uncle. So you take them for granted, right? Like like when your parents try to teach you something, right? Ah, oh, that's my mother. Ah, eh, that's my father. And you don't see them doing it in their life, right? But And sometimes you do, right? But sometimes you don't. And, and that's your parents. So you don't listen to your parents. You, you listen to somebody outside the house, right? So same thing, right? And, you know, my uncle taught me all this stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. And he sat in the back file cabinet. Now I saw these PhDs and all these guys and these physicists and scientists. And they're all saying the same thing. So I thought, okay, I'm going to try this stuff. And I'm going to try them for two months, right? Because it takes two months to change. And I thought, okay, if this works... Then, then I'm going to continue to do this for the rest of my life. I'm going to, I'm going to work this thing, right? If it doesn't work, I know I'm never going to do this crap again, right? And so I started and I started with affirmations and I started with, uh, well, with a bunch of stuff, meditation, affirmation. I started with this stuff and the funniest thing happened. It started working. Okay. And then the entertainment came. Okay, and not not the not the wedding and party business that was already going on. No, I'm talking the showroom in Waikiki. All these things that that we set out to do that was like huge on the to-do list. Everything came. The book came. The book came. I wrote the book. I'm like, whoa! It's on Amazon, right? Then the recordings and stuff. And we started. We started in the recording process. I'm still putting up albums. I still have material that we haven't put up. That You know, I'm still putting them up on iTunes. But, but the, the purpose is not to flex, okay? The purpose is to tell you guys why I became a life coach. And so all this stuff started happening, and I'm going, wow. So, Hawaiians, it's the application of knowledge. Not knowledge. You can know anything. But until you use that knowledge, until you put that knowledge into play, put it to work for you, apply it to something, it's useless. It's nothing. I mean, you might as well not have the knowledge because it's, it's not going to be anything. It, you, you're not going to be able to accomplish anything. So I started using, and pretty soon I looked back. So what I did was I wrote my affirmations for two months. When I looked back at what I was writing, because I wrote the same thing for, for a little while, and then I started changing. And then I started to say, okay, well, I want this then. And I started writing for that. Then I go, okay, I want this to happen. And then I started writing for that. Okay, now this is not witchcraft, okay? How it works, and I've told you guys before how it works, right? When you start writing and training your subconscious, your subconscious forms your paradigm. Your subconscious learns in repetition. Your paradigm is formed out of the beliefs, okay, in your subconscious because it starts producing actions conducive to what what you're programming your subconscious for, and these things started happening, right? So, I mean, you know, if you, you know, if you write down, I'm good at math, right? Okay, you start writing down that affirmation, you know, pretty soon you're going to do something to, I mean, naturally you're going to, you're going to do something to be good at math. You might start, you might go buy one book on, on mathematics. You might start working on problems. You might start whatever, but it's going to start. It's going to manifest. That's how the human being works, right? Right. So so, and then I st- I started diving into these lectures, lectures upon lectures upon lectures, and I remember this one guy at the radio station that I worked with, you know, he told me he told me funny, yeah, when we're young we don't like lectures, and then when we get older we love lectures, because I used to li- listen to lectures, right, video lectures like on YouTube, not, and these are these are not like random. Uh, influencers. <laughs> I don't listen to those guys. Okay. I'm, I'm listening to PhDs. I'm, I'm, I'm going into Harvard Law School and watching videos. I'm going into universities and watching their professors give talks on, on whatever, right? This, that, and the other thing. The things that I'm interested in. And so I started studying. And, you know, everything Elon Musk said, right? You don't need college. College is there. You just got to go look for the information and do your homework, right? I mean, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but that's basically the message that he was trying to deliver to people. And and college puts people in massive debt, right? I, I know doctors, like, and they're in their 40s and they are still paying off their student loans, right? They're still paying their loans with interest, okay? But anyway, so... I started doing that. I was doing all of that. And at the two month mark, I look back on my affirmations, right? Because I want to see if this thing is full of crap or what. And I look back on my affirmations and I go, oh my God, that happened. And then I look at you know these other things. I go, Whoa, this happened. Now, not everything happened, okay? Not everything. But the majority of what I wrote for for that two-month period happened. And when I saw that, I go, wait a minute. This this is real I mean you know That that was my, my thing right Is this real or not And I go wow This is real So I started You know I, I said okay I'm going to continue this right I've been writing affirmations For what 12, 13 years now You know And I showed it on Instagram I showed it on Facebook I put the videos up With, with the stack of legal pads That I have And, and I went through it I, I you know Showed people So they could see it Because I was trying to Inspire people to do it you know, I was trying to say, hey, guys, this is a thing. Look at that. Now, people have seen what I've accomplished, you know, and I put it up on, on purpose. I'm not putting it up to flex or say, you know, I'm better than this guy or that guy or whatever. You know, but when I when I put up my book, I remember the first time I put up my book on Facebook, when my book was finished, it was published and, and whatever, it was up on Amazon. I put the link and one of these guys, right, that I knew from uh, actually, I knew him from a radio station, but he's an entertainer. And he goes, wow, Junior, you an author now, right? I don't consider myself an author, right? Because I, you know, but we, we brand that way. We say author because I've written a book, right? And I'm, I'm working on two more books. And one of them I cannot do yet because it's more of a biography kind of thing, like what I did in my life. And I'm not pow. I'm not Paul, okay. So, so the the biography gotta gotta wait a little while, right? But there's another one called Success Is a Lifestyle that I'm working on, and that book should be out. Um, well, I want to say within the next couple of years because that's gonna take some time. That one's gonna take some time. But you know, the the purpose uh, behind the book was to let people know, hey, this this stuff is happening in my studio. This stuff is real. It's happening in my studio. Now, I started incorporating life coaching teachings with my voice students. And I, I want to say, we started applying the law of attraction to my voice students. And this started happening in 2000. Hmm, I want to say 2000, around 2008. Because that's when I went in and I got my new car. My brand new car, right? And I, I was I was doing what the law of attraction said. I was doing everything it said. I was imagining my hand on a steering wheel, all that stuff. Everything I saw in a DVD. Because I thought, okay, if this works, then, you know, okay, if it doesn't work, it's full of crap, I'll never do it again. And then, and then, boom, new car, right? After that, boom, new car. And then I remember, like, I think it was like three or four new cars, I think it was four new cars down the road, right? And then I started, uh, I started leasing after that. And then on the, I think it was the fourth new car you know so i asked brother wayne right you know cuz was was me and wayne at the time and my girlfriend right and well actually yeah i had a couple girlfriends uh, that time uh with with that car i remember which car and and i and i said i said bro they going they a new new kind of car the new sports car or whatever and he said let's play that game cuz he knew what i was doing and he knew the law of attraction and he was blind. Now when you're blind, right, you cannot just hop in on car and drive somewhere and do something, right? You need somebody to take you. You need, you know, whatever you need, you need, you need. But but you're not, you know, that independent where you can just go. Now he could get on handy van and go anywhere. He could get on the bus. He he knew how to do all of that stuff. Okay. But my point in mentioning him, right, being blind is that he had to attract things to him. And he was familiar with the law of attraction. He knew already, right? And I was doing this stuff and he knew. And every time he would say, let's play that game. From that fourth car on, he would say, let's play that game. And all I did was play the game, Hawaiians. I went down to the dealership, right? You go through the game. And the game takes you, what, like two hours or whatever, right? Okay, now I go to a higher grade place, Right with with better cars and, and all of that and and it's more you know professional. They don't play that game. They give you a price and you know if you kick it back, they'll rearrange the numbers and they'll shoot it back to you. So the whole process for me took one hour this last time with this lease, right? Because there's only so much that they're willing to do because they're a high end place. They don't operate like the the lower end places. And and so anyway but but I worked my way up to this place. You see what I'm saying? So people that walk in in this chapter of my life and they see me, you know, putting pictures of stuff, you know, on my social media, they they got to understand I drove the $400 Toyota. I was there. Okay? Now I worked my way here, but they wasn't here on the other chapters. They just walked in on this one, right? And they, and you know, and some of these guys, he's like, "Oh, that freaka." Right? All right. So the, the point is, don't buy into the hype. It's a lot of work to get here, okay, it, or, or wherever. It's a lot of work to get to where you want to be, okay? Um, and what I want to really say about the process is I followed the law of attraction process. And and because the book happened, because all the cars happened, I, I had, all I know is since 2008 Hawaiians, I've had new cars smell new car smell that's all i know the cars change the quality of the cars change everything changed you know lease now instead of buy whatever write them off you know all that stuff that's that's all the minor stuff but the important thing right is that i get new car smell that's it that's all i know right now now everything else the dynamics you know they always change things always change but what i'm really here to tell you is you can do it too Okay, but a lot of people don't have the guts to do it because they rationalize themselves out of it. They go, oh well, if we go a new car, we cannot we cannot eat steak every Friday night or, or whatever, whatever. You see what I'm saying? And you rationalize yourself out. Okay, but here's what I learned. Every time you get into something bigger, or let's say the next level, or let's say, you know, uh something that requires more money. The money comes to support it. Why? Because God is real. Okay. Now a lot of people go, "Oh, God don't work like that." Yes, God wants you to drive the new car. God wants you to have good things. God wants everything positive. Okay. So, so it's not you know people go, "Oh, well, that's that's a sin to have a lot of stuff to to that." That's no, that's no good. Okay. That's that's what you know. That's what certain institutions have taught you because they want your money so that you donate to them, so that you support their cause, so you support their 501c3. You see what I'm saying? And people are waking up to this slowly. The young kids today know, <laughs> they know, and they don't support that stuff. They do not support that stuff. Some some of them do, certain ones, Right. But most of the kids are, are really catching on to this stuff and they see it for what it really is because they've seen it growing up and they've had the information era in their hand. They grew up with cell phones, they grew up with tablets, they surfed the web, they've seen, they've seen it all. They, and they get, and they, you know, when they're curious about something, they go learn. Now, we didn't have that privilege. We could not just, Surf the web and find information. A lot of things were hidden from us. Okay. But, but, so, so here's the thing, right? So all these things happened. The showroom in Waikiki happened. Everything we visualized materialized. Everything we put into practice happened. And that's when I said, okay, so, so anyway, when it first started happening, I started teaching it to the kids, right? And the adults at, at my school. And what happened was we noticed that the, the acceleration of improvement was awesome. The kids that normally took two to three months to develop were developing in like the physical development now, okay? And I'm talking about the significant notice of change. So like they noticed, like when they noticed they started changing, third lesson. Third lesson from three months to three lessons. And it was because of what I say and how I say it, right? And it's not like no magic, abracadabra, nothing like that. It's nothing like, no hocus pocus, nothing. This is a human being, right? But these humans do not know their capability. These humans are not aware of what they can make happen in their life. Not yet, okay? And, and some of my, my adults, well, all my adults... I, I don't know if there's, they, I don't think there's any of my adults that came that fully understand their power. I, 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 I've, you know, if there, if there was one, you know, I think there was, there was one that understood the, the concept. But she didn't put it into practice un- until I started working with her. And, and same thing, three lessons, boom. You know, that kind of thing, right? Some, some students first lesson and they get improvement already. So, so we started doing this in two thousand eight because I wanted to share. I wanted to help other people get ahead with me, right? You know, because life is all about how many people you bring with you. I mean, it, it, that's where you really uh, benefit. I wanna, I wanna use the word benefit because it's not always, it's not about money. It, it's about everything. It's about opportunities. It's about money. It's about material things. It's about non material things. It's about love. It's about all these things, relationships. I cannot even tell you, Hawaiians, how many women come into my life and just love me. And, and I love them. I mean, it's not, it's not like, okay, so we need to sign a contract now that you love me. <laughs> it's not like that. They come, they love, they go. And that, that's female nature. You guys gotta learn that. Right? They come, they love, they go. They come, they love, they go. Right? And some of them, they come, they love, they stay. That's just the way it is. And not all of them gonna stay. Okay? Cause a lot of them going. And, and you gotta, you gotta be good with that. Right? So a lot of stuff is like that. Money comes, money goes. Same thing, hoins. Okay, Sometimes money stays Sometimes money goes And when it goes, it's okay Why? Because going to get other money going to come Same thing, like the Wahinis Same thing, right? Come, go Come, go Right? You notice that You notice the periods in your life when money comes And the things stack up And the bank account full Right? And then what happens? Oh, then Oh, this emergency happened Oh, that happened Oh, the kids need uniforms for baseball Okay, that happened And then the money goes down again and then what happens? Money comes back. Bro, this is life. This is not, you know, just because you know this law of attraction thing, it doesn't mean your, your bank account will continue to fill with money. It doesn't mean that. Sometimes it means that. Sometimes it means the money keeps coming, right? But money is a, is an energy. You gotta look at money the right way. You gotta look at women the right way. You gotta look at material things the right way. When I started just using things, Instead of falling in love with my things, right? You know, like, oh, this car, oh, I love this car. I'm going to give them a name. i went, yeah, I name my cars. You know, I, I, I put names on my cars just for social media. So I go put a name on them. You see what I'm saying? I don't fall in love with my cars. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is just a car, right? This is just a jacket. This is just a guitar. This is just a whatever. Because you're going to use them, Hawaiians. And you cannot take them with you when you die, okay? So so anyway, right? The reason I started life coaching was I found that holy crap this stuff works. It really works. And there's many avenues to this working of things. There's 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 many avenues, there's many methods that people use. Okay. Some people get here exclusively by meditation. Some people get here exclusively by affirmation. Some people get here exclusively by tapping. Some people get here exclusively by different methods. Okay. So there's not one holy grail method. Okay. Every teacher has their own method. The thing is, it depends on how the teacher explains it to you and how you catch on. Because you're not going to resonate with all teachers You might not resonate with me It's all good But I'm here to make you think I'm not here to sell you the kind, anything Nothing you, You're here on the podcast, right? I'm not here to sell you anything Okay, I'm not pitching anything I'm saying if you need information You can get a hold of me If you need a session I will see you And I will share with you Now, if you click with the way that I explain stuff And you start doing it And it starts working for you Then you found something there's so many people. Like, some people love Tony Robbins, right? They follow Tony Robbins. They, they, you know, they follow what he said, and boom, it happens for them. Some people follow Tony Robbins. They go according to the Tony Robbins plan, and nothing happens for them, right? And then they discover Bob Proctor or, you know, somebody else, right? Uh, Dan Graziosi or whatever his name is, right? And then, boom, then something happens for them. So, it, it it's about how people... Uh, connect with you. It's about how people explain in the way that you will resonate with, that you will catch on and latch on, and go, okay, I get them. And then, then you continue, and then, boom. You know, you see these guys that that we call lucky, right? These guys, and it's like they don't care. They don't care, right? You see them, the happy-go-lucky people, right? That's part of the key. Happy-go-lucky. But but they don't care. It's just like they don't care. And they go someplace and they win the lottery. They go someplace, they win the prizes at the Christmas party. They, they go someplace, people give them money. They good you know, people die and leave them small fortunes, right? Okay, so you see these people, right? There's a reason why that happens. There's a reason why. Because these people are in a certain vibration. Everything is vibration, Hawaiians. The universe is vibration. Everything is vibration. When you learn to manage the vibration, when you learn to manage in, in that way, when you start looking at it like that, when you start doing the affirmations and start doing all this stuff in the meditation, 10 minutes a day, always, that's it. Okay? But somebody needs to break it down to you or break it down for you, sorry. Break it down for you in a way that you can take in, in a way that you can gravitate to and latch on to and resonate with and that's the key and so when i explain things to my students to my clients right and i call them the same right doesn't matter but my students clients whatever i i try to give it to them in several scenarios so they gravitate to one of them so that you know and and you gotta explain things to people like they're five years old you gotta do that as a teacher, if you're a teacher and you're listening to this right now, okay, start explaining things to your to your students as as though they were 5 years old because when you do that, there's no question. When you do that, it, everything is plain when you do that, everything is there every there's no question okay what did he mean by that what he mean by it you know what i mean so so sometimes i and i tell my clients and i tell my students you know i sorry that you know forgive me but i explain everything to people like they're five years old i don't take for granted that somebody understands that what i'm saying okay i want to make sure they understand so i give them two or three or four or five scenarios Or or five examples, or, you know, like they're five years old, right? And then there's a clear understanding, and then people can stand under it, you see? So so there has to be a clear understanding. Well, But once there is, ah, the avenue is right there. And you know what? People will do it for a while, right? And then they'll stop, okay? And then they'll get a hold of me to go, bro, you know, this stuff was working all of a sudden. And I go, okay, what, what did you, what stopped? What did you stop? And then they go, oh, well, you know, I got busy, ass, so I I didn't do the thing. And then I said, okay, go back and do it again. And it's as simple as that. And it's one email. They send me one email. And then they're back on the road again. So things happen in waves. Things happen in cycles. It happens that way for a reason. That's the way of the universe, Hawaiians. But that's why I started life coaching. I started life coaching because I was like, bro, once you get this thing down it's like magic. Not really magic, magic. You know what I'm saying? You got to put some effort, small kind, right? And then there's a technique where you don't use effort and you just let everything come to you. But if it's one thing I know is you attract who you are, Hawaiians, okay? So what do you believe? What do you feel? You know, are you the kind of person that helps other people? Are you the kind of loving, sharing person? You know, a lot of people are like that and then they go, Oh, but I always get taken advantage of when I do that. I always get hurt when I do that. Oh, I always, you see what I'm saying? Don't play the victim, right? Turn them around. Turn them around, Owens. So, So, you know, when you are in that state of flow and things are just flowing and coming and whatever, pay attention to what you're doing. Pay attention to your surroundings. Pay attention to what's making you happy because in that moment you are happy. Pay attention to what it is. Because that's what you're going to have to recall. That's what you're going to have to repeat to get the flow back when it stops. Because do things change? Does it stop? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Yeah, it does stop. But at the point that it stops, you need to remember how to recover. And all you got to do is do what you were doing when the flow was happening. You see? So so anyway, so I started telling Brada. I started telling Brada on Instagram, right? I started telling them the reason why I started life coaching is because this thing works so well with the voice students. Miracles started happening in the studio with these people's lives outside of singing. And that's why I wrote the book. The book is full of those stories, real stories. But these stories were people... Outside what they what they did outside of singing their personal lives as a result of this. And I thought, whoa, see, not everybody wants to sing, right? Some people get freaked out, they go, sing, sing, oh, no, and they run, right? They, they're like, no, no, I cannot sing. Okay, so that freaks people out. So I started life coaching and I started putting it on the website that, that I teach voice with, right? Because I use the same approach, the same thing. It's just that some people are freaked out by singing, right? And some people are unaware that this works for life coaching. Like some people aren't aware that the singing part that I do affects their lives, right? And then some people, you know, each side, right? Two sides. So I put them both. I put them both over there. So they can go to my hereforyou.live uh, website and they can check out the life coaching or they can go to the voicemaster.org and they can sign up over there they're going to get mm, kind of sort of the same results the life coaching will bring them life results faster i can tell you that and and the singing side will bring them the singing side faster okay because there there's a little difference in the method it's not like i'm, I'm not going to train the 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 life coaching people the same way I, I do my voice students but i'm just saying right but this is what really really works right this this is this is the key and, the, and one of the keys is frequency, okay, and the expression of frequency. And, and so, you know, I, bro, I, can, I can go out, I could do a dissertation. I could write one paper on this. I could go get one PhD on this and, you know, write, write a, uh, a whole paper on this thing. But that's not my goal in life. My goal in life is not to do that. My goal in life is to share what I've discovered and what I've done. And if you want to know what I've done, I mean, Hawaii easy. Just go Google my name. And go look at all the stuff, because people, you know, people go, oh, unks. We see what you did. We saw all the stuff that you did. I mean, we, we see how you do that. And I go, okay, look, you know, there's a formula, and I start telling them, right, and and they they get the formula, but then they don't, they they're not really sure on how to apply it. They're not really sure on how to proceed once they get the information, and that's where the life coaching part comes in. But anyway, you guys can pick up a lot of that from this podcast. So keep tuning in to the podcast because, you know, that... Whoa. Oh, sorry, Hawaiians. See, I, I knew what was going to happen, right? I knew because I was I was getting the eye over here from my producer. I was, getting the, I was getting the looks already, so I started to wrap them up. But yeah, but anyway, just stay tuned to the podcast. And, you know, you're going to have to piece together the information, but you can get them. Guarantee. Hey, we'd like to thank Island Club and Spa, Brother Randy and Sister Jerry. And thank you very much for sponsoring this podcast. Also, Voicemaster Enterprises, Family of Service Companies and AFM Hawaii Music at afmhawaiimusic.com. Till next time, I'm Junior K. Virginia Jr. saying mahalo and aloha. Go back to the show, brother, show, come on. Podcast, got it. Alright, ho 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 got it! Oh, no. got it. Got it. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Hi the, the Hawaiians? Welcome to the podcast. The podcast that answers the question. Well, uh, wait a minute. We don't answer questions, right? Yeah, we don't answer questions and we don't give names. Okay, we don't give names because you know what? Cause we're local people in Hawaii. I know most of our listeners are outside of Hawaii and we have some new uh listeners to uh, to thank. And we have some new listeners to welcome Okay, so the people in Botswana We, we did that on the last podcast uh, Since then, the country of Syria Has joined, people in Syria And, uh, I mean, go figure, right? In between stuff They listen to the podcast In between the, incoming! Right? The, the, <laughs> any, anyway, okay uh, But Syria, and that's not, the, that's not the best news Okay, for the first time ever In the last 24 hour period We hit eight thousand listens eight thousand plays okay so eight thousand whew we that's a new high for us all right we're we're also experiencing another demographic high and uh this high let's see cool oh, females are up to twenty percent the girls are finding out <laughs> you see chicks always find out where I am and and they always when they find out they're right there right they're like, hey hey you freak out they're right there so girls, welcome. Thank you. Ladies, uh, we appreciate you. Men, uh 79%. So the, the percentage of the females are just offsetting the males, that's all. And then uh non-specified 1%. Okay, and then non-binary, the people who don't know who they are, uh zero. So everybody knows who they are on this podcast. Thank you very much. Anyway, so um yeah, so so you know, uh, one thing I gotta say about women and females, okay? Now uh the, the thing I gotta the thing I gotta say is um is that that I owe my life to females. Okay, not just because one gave birth to me. Uh there's that female too, right? <laughs> there's this mom, right? And I got to tell you, okay, while, while I'm on a subject cuz today we're going to talk about the gravy train by the way. But right now while I'm on the subject of females, I got to tell you guys. Okay, so so like uh, you know, in my life, right? I ended up and this was an accident. I I don't know. Well, in in high school and stuff, right? Uh, I never hung out with with you know, like say the the chicks in my high school or stuff like that. Although I I did hang out for a little while with a couple of them, right? But mostly what I did was I, I was dating girls from the mainland that came down. You know, I was one of the beach boys on the beach, and there was a hotel. They were actually they were they were we were in the middle. Our beach was in the middle of several hotels. And so these girls from the hotels used to come, right? And we we met them on the beach, and we used to take them out. We used to, you know, we used to go with them in their in their in their cars, their rental cars, right? With their parents sometimes, right? And we used to show them around, show them around the island. They well, they used to drive, take us, right? And I'm talking like teenage years, bro. We was teenagers, and uh, well, I was I was the only one that did that that I knew of, but uh, some of my friends that I hung out with, the guys I hung out with at the beach, were they were older than me. Uh, so when I was hanging out at the beach, and I was like fourteen, these guys were in their thirties. <laughs> so the, the brothers, right? They, were, they was in their thirties, and these guys are all legends back home already, and they're all gone. Uh, most of them are dead already. They're they're they have passed on. But okay, so so that happened, right? And then as I got older, right, I I started a singing school, and then then we started getting, um, you know. Uh, We started a production company first, then we started a singing school, and my intent wasn't to, you know, become a famous teacher or anything like that. My, my, My dream was to become a famous entertainer because, you know, I was the dude with the guitar singing to the chicks on the beach. Right? And I wanted to get paid for that. I wanted, you know, I always say, okay, one day, I want to be in a situation where I'm like Frank Sinatra, Don Ho, all them guys. I'll go be in a showroom and then, and then chicks gonna come, right? Well, that, that kind of happened. The chicks came, but it wasn't that scenario, right? Although we had one in Waikiki, right? And, and the chicks came. Oh, wow. Chicks was all over. But I'm just saying that, uh, when I built the school, women started coming and women came because they wanted self-confidence. And they brought their daughters, mostly girls, right? Because they wanted the girls to have self-confidence. Some of the people that brought their boys, right? They wanted their boys to be skillful, you know, and they wanted confidence for their boys. But mostly uh, that was focused on talent. But, the, you know, nobody brought their daughter to me because they wanted their daughter to be a star. You know, I, I don't think there was, uh, I, I don't know, there may, may have been. But nobody ever mentioned that. They always mentioned confidence. So I always taught confidence to females. And females always became, they became my customers. They started buying from me. Now when I started life coaching, my females come. Vice presidents of companies. I'm talking about the females of a higher value, right? Because there's two types of females, guys, just in case you want to know. I mean, in, in archetypes, okay, there's several, but there's, to me, to me, I, I break them down to two types of females. Girls of substance, okay? And then the hot girls. Cause the hot girls, the girls that get by on their looks, right? They have, they develop big psychological problems towards the later years because the looks fade. The wrinkles set in, the skin changes, the, the hair, every, you, you see what I'm saying? And, and I gotta tell you, I, I seen some chicks that, cause I'm getting older now too, right? And I'm seeing some of these chicks, they're older than me, okay, they're in their 70s, okay, and brah, even even some right now around 50 that I know, they had the plastic surgery, they did the lips, they did all, right, brah, they are looking a little freaky right now, a little, you know, not that kind of freaky, I mean, they're, they're looking a little spooky, You know, like they should be on on Halloween, you know, uh, what do you call that? Haunted house. (laughs) They should be in a haunted house. Like, oh, auntie, whoa, please, auntie, do something. Put on some shades and cover your mouth. (laughs) But no, I mean, they, they start looking like weird. And then in their 70s, right, they start looking real. I mean, look, look at, and I feel sorry for some of them. I even feel sorry for some of the girls that I see. That are young, that are doing these things to their bodies Because pretty soon, right They're gonna, I mean, you have to keep up, keep up, keep up And pretty soon, right You, you cannot keep up anymore You cannot, you, you can't. there's no fountain of youth for that kind of stuff There's no magic pill, you know We live, life is short, you guys That's why I always say, live your dreams And, you know, you're gonna die and That's just the reality of life But it's a blessing while you're here, right Okay, so, so, there's two kinds of girls. Now, the girls of substance, okay? Those are the girls that went to college. They don't, you know, they're not that, they're not hot, hot, right? They're, they're okay. Some of them are pretty. But they're not getting by on their looks. They're getting by on, you know, their PhDs. They're getting by on their degrees. They're getting by on their businesses. They're getting by on, on substance, the other girls, right, they're attracting the dudes, the millionaires, these guys, right, and they, and they get married, and married, and married, I know this one girl, she's been married, like, about four, or five times, right, and <clears throat> she turned into, she was a sky waitress, okay, sky waitress, you know, what is a sky waitress, right, yeah, one, yeah, that kind, and so, but, but she just, you know, married rich, 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 right, went down the kind, and as you do that, what happens is if you're one of the hot girls, you just need to marry the first rich guy. Okay, because then you meet his friends, right? He <laughs> meet his friends today. And then pretty soon you get a divorce, right? One of his friends, Garen's Barbarians, right? You know, or maybe a couple of his friends start dating you and then you you know then you can go to the next or in the next. You just gotta get in the clique, Okay. But but you know, um these girls end up with problems when they get older because they're still acting okay they're still doing that that you know they're still playing that role of the hot girl but they ain't hot no more and that's when they start getting problems okay they, they get a lot of uh insecurity problems but we, we help a lot of those kind of people now the girls of substance different right those are the girls that you know they get solid jobs they have high paying jobs they're executives or whatever and um and i know a lot of those girls too and i i I have life coaching sessions with with women like that all the time, and um, and these women, uh, you know, they they um, they're a different breed. They're mu- they're much different, and the women of substance are often the ones that you know lack in the the love department or the the significant other department or the you know good husband department or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but you know, uh, marriage is broken. Okay. And and uh, that's another podcast. Alliance, okay, marriage is broken. Okay, it's 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 uh, it's ridiculous. It's become a benefits thing. Okay, so you marry for benefits. You're not happy. You take half, and you go and you go do something else. Right? So, but but that's another podcast. But anyway, so women have uh, just flocked around me in my life. I'm just so lucky, right? And I'm talking about women that that I get involved with. I'm talking about women that just. I mean, they just. I don't know. I don't know. They come into my life and they, you know, they love and they leave and they come and they love and they leave and they, I mean, it just, you know, and then there's other women that, um, that come and they're my clients and they pay me. Right. And, and, um, if I, if I had to say like, okay, what majority, what's the majority of the income in my whole life? Like, where did it come from? Okay. Some of it came from corporations. I did work for, for some corporations. Some of it came from that. Okay, but for my own companies, right? Um, it came from females. It dominates. The, 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 females dominate. I, I can't even tell you. They just, just, they just bring cash. <laughs> they bring cash. They bring their credit cards. They bring, you know, and I'm sure their husbands are paying for a lot of it, but they're the ones that come and they're the, they're the clients. So today we're going to talk about the gravy train. Okay so uh so yeah so we want to mahalo before we jump on a gravy train and that discussion Want to mahalo all the ladies for joining us more women are finding uh, out about the podcast and they're here okay so and don't underestimate females guys uh they are emotional beings and and they you, you gotta really understand women but when you understand them they they know you love them they know you're out for their best interest Bro, they will love you and they will find you. You know like the wedding crashers? I will find you. Okay, so they're they're finding me (laughs) on the podcast. So ladies, uh, welcome, welcome ladies. All right, we're going to talk about the gravy train today. The gravy train. Oh, bro, that gravy train. So somebody was telling me, you know, we had this, I get these friends and we talk story online. And so this one guy, he goes, bro, you better talk about the gravy train. And I'm like, what gravy train? And he goes, bro, the gravy train, chalute. So there was this ad by this local, uh, I want to call them a tabloid, but but they're deeper than that. These guys really know their stuff. And um, I I don't want to, you know, like I said, I don't want to say any names. But there's this one news organization that is on it. These guys are independent. They're not a big newspaper. They're a small uh, organization. But they tell the truth. And the kind of stuff that they bring up, they, they do investigative reporting, they bring up stuff, they put it out, and, and people go, whoa. <laughs> because they, they're not scared. They're not scared, okay? Now, they probably, you know, they're not hooked into the Ohana system, but they're certainly not afraid of it. And, you know, that's the thing, okay? If you are not in the click, okay? So that's part of the gravy train, the click. If you're not in the clique, and I've stayed out of cliques, I've, I've made it a point. There, there was one time, there was time, a time, there was a time, uh, a period of time where I tried to get in the clique because I thought getting in the clique would be the right thing to do, and then um, I met resistance because the guys in the clique didn't want me in the clique, right? And um, I don't know why. I still don't know why, but. It was it was back in the day when when I wasn't anybody. I I was trying to look, you know, when you're trying to be somebody or get to some place or get to some position, right? You know that kind of thing. So I was I was pursuing the click, you know. I was like like doing anything I could to get inside, trying to make friends with these bananas, right? And and these guys, uh, just just you know, they just stonewall you, right? So I'm like, okay, okay, i'm I'm not the popular guy. And I wasn't the popular. I was never the popular guy. That happened later on. But I was never the popular guy. And so, you know, and and not only that, I'm not from here, okay, I'm from another island. and and I recently told this guy who's from another island, right? And we were had we had this discussion. He was from he's from back home where I am, uh, where I'm from, And we had this discussion. I said, have you ever experienced this because i I've experienced this like my whole life on this island because my roots are not on this island, right? So I don't have like all my family here, like you know that kind of thing. And he goes, Bruh, bruh, <laughs> this is this is rampant over here. And and the clicks over here are are here because they started long time ago. Some of the clicks over here came down from the grandparents, right? And then and then you get to meet the you know so that it comes down in families like that sometimes. Sometimes in some instances right And it depends on what you're doing and where you're at, right? But, but he goes, Oh, bro, yeah, it is, it is real. So for that reason, right? When I started seeing that, that things was like that, I was like, Okay, we gotta, we gotta change plan. And then the plan became, All right, stay away from these guys. Cause the more you stay away, right? The more you can do, but you don't see it that way in the beginning. Okay, so, because in the beginning you want to be a part of the clique, then afterwards you go, hey, you know what, this clique is screwed up. So there was this girl, right, that was hanging with this clique, and these guys just go out and drink together, drink together, drink, drink, drink. Now, I looked at that as a waste of money, that's all, okay? I just, that's how I saw it. I, I, I used to, well, I, at the time I didn't drink, but I I looked at it like, why would you take your paycheck and, and go give it to the bar and stay in the bar all night and, and. And ha- you know, have a good time and show up Monday morning broke, and and you know, and talking crap, talking smack about a good, you know what happened on the weekend with these guys, and one girl they used to call her Happy Ending, because she used to give happy endings in a parking lot, right? <laughs> these guys, and they used to tease. I mean, the poor girl, I felt sorry for her, and we became friends, you know. After not nothing that kind like that, you know, just just work kind, professional kind. And uh, and I still like her. I, I like her. She's a good person. She's a very good person. Good morals. Good values. Well, now, uh, and <laughs> but back in the day, bro, and they used to tease her that at work, so she was humiliated. She she went through some, she she went through some kind, you know, uh, shame kind uh, situations. I want to say right, but that's what the clique does. And if you want to be in a clique, you gotta take it. And I saw this and I go, wow, this is degrading. This is this is embarrassing, right? And then, right, I started as I got up into the you know business world, I got into different things and pretty soon, right, I I saw the gravy train that was the political system. And I'm like, whoa. Okay, because if you think that, you know, being a small business owner is is, you know, you gotta deal with politics because you do. Oh man, when you get into politics, politics, oh. So so anyway, and and um you know, I I had witnessed a little bit of this because back in the day I was around some pretty heavy hitters, right? To the point where it started getting to my head a little bit and you know, I started telling people where to go. This was in my 20s. And and they couldn't do anything, right? Because I was connected to these guys, right? So I could make any kind and I did, and you know, I, I, if I had to do it all over again, I'd probably do it the same way. But the point is, you kind of find your maturity and you go, hey, you, think, you know, you're going, you're going to hit that one guy or that one <laughs> situation where well, the table's going to turn on you. So you better shut up and behave. And, and I had to, you know, I had to tone it down. And finally, in my thirties, everything started coming together. But the, these things that, um, the gravy train that is of, certain clique locally right there is a local power structure that a lot of people are not aware of and if they're aware of it i mean because it's not advertised you don't see this stuff right but these people call the shots and i mean this this (laughs) this is so uh right now it's it's more it's it's more blatant on the national level when you see it right and you see the president and he'll just lie to you about stuff. And right? he'll just lie. He'll say something today, next week he'll do something, he'll do the opposite, right? And and so people are shocked, right? They go, "Oh my god, they don't even hide this stuff anymore. It's blatant." Yeah, it is blatant. But guess what? It's happening locally here too. So this tabloid whatever puts out this ad and it's about this, you know, former politician that now has a $900,000, 900,000 plus contract, okay, with the rail system <laughs> over here, right, the rail system, and, and they, they called it the gravy train, right, they called it the gravy train, and I'm like, well, no, this is part of the click, see, because because what you do is you put in time, okay, now, a lot of people look at, at these politicians as something that is, um, hmm, that is an individual effort, and I want to tell you right now. Just get that idea out of your head, okay? Because things are planned in back rooms. Things are planned in small little caucuses of people, okay? That say, look, if you do this, then we'll do this. If you do that, then we'll do that. If you, you know, and, and they basically own these guys, okay? They're, they have, I mean, they have owners. They have owners, let me tell you. And the owners are the guys who put up the money, like anything else, right? In the recording industry, you know, it's the people that put up the money, the producers, they're the owners. They're the they're the bosses, right? In politics, it's it's the people putting up the money for the campaigns for all this stuff. And these guys, the politicians, right, gotta do what they gotta do for money. I mean that's that's just what it is. Now these people with the money, they need the politicians, right? Or they need their people in place to to construct laws and to to get policy true right to benefit their companies, their big corporations. Sometimes it's small companies. You you never know. I knew I knew this councilman uh in, in the Kalihi area, right? That used to introduce legislation into the city council for these Filipino business people. Because they had they had clout, they had they had money and, and they they had numbers. So when you have numbers and you have money, right, you have power. Now, the first thing you do is you go after money, right? After you get plenty of money, there's only one thing to do. Pursue some sort of power. You got to have some sort of influence. You got to have some sort of, right? Okay, the only thing that's really coming into play that's contrary to to this old school paradigm is social media because now you got these guys coming from social media that that make connections and these young people have clout. And they don't need the big corporation guys. They don't need them because they got they got people, and the people is where the power is at. The numbers are where the power is at, right? But the corporations still have influence because they still have money. So you know, but the the so the tide is slowly changing. Slow. It's it's not really here yet where the social media people are taking over the 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 politics is is not like that yet but but the thing that that i see right cuz okay when you first run for office you have your backers right you have your supporters then you could know, bro i can tell you i can tell you that one of my uncles he he backed a certain person and then a certain person a certain person okay then then after that this guy this guy became the you know became the director of public safety and then right? and then the director of public safety has the keys to the prisons, okay? <laughs> so, I I gotta tell you, Hawaiians, the kind of stuff, bro, in the old days, I gotta, I gotta tell you, okay? And if you have the keys to the prison, okay, bro, that's power, okay? Because when you have keys to the prison, the guys who are in, your guys who are, you know, pulling their time, because they gotta, right? They're pulling their time, uh, they can, they can get passes. They can get passes. Bro, I saw this. They, you know, people look the other way. Think brothers get their pass. Boom. Go out, pull the job, run right back. And, you know, we're, we we cannot find, we cannot find anybody. We cannot find a guy. Well, you never look in the prison. So, so anyway, I mean, bro, this, this stuff is, this stuff used to be rampant. Okay? Now, the organizations have since changed. <laughs> things have changed, Times have changed, right? Uh, they're no longer you know doing that uh, accidental drowning down Sandys and and running back into the prison. <laughs> so <laughs> times have changed. But, um, but I can tell you that that the gravy train is earned. You don't just jump on the gravy train. You don't just you're not the best qualified, right? So everybody looks at this stuff and they go, wow, how the hell did that happen? And then everybody—I mean—and they know people not stupid, right? They know, okay, yeah, it's it's the it's the the people behind the scenes pulling the strings, and I, and and of course it is, right? But this whole this whole thing that we got in in Honolulu with the rail system—I don't know—I don't know if you guys listening, you know, in in other countries and and out in the United States, uh. You know, we have a lot of listeners in California, Texas, and uh, Rhode Island. We have listeners all over the country, Kentucky. I don't know if you guys have uh, rail systems. I don't know, but but over here, bro, this rail system just got shoved down everybody's throat, right? And now what's happening, right, is they're bleeding the local people slowly, okay? So, these, so the local people are getting bled, okay? And what's going to happen is... It's just going to be too expensive to live in Hawaii, right? But they cannot tell these local people to move. They cannot say, hey, you know what? We're going to make this a playground for the rich. Okay, get out. They cannot do that. They got to they gotta put the squeeze on everybody. And they got to put the squeeze on everybody so hard that it's so expensive to live here that only rich people can live here. The rest of the people got to move. They will not have a choice. And that's where it's headed. It's heck can you see all the stuff, you know, being built right now? All that stuff? Yeah, you remember our two term governor? Okay, he's the guy who signed the contracts. He's gone. He's he's happy in retirement. He did his job. He served. Okay. But you gotta you gotta ask yourself now, okay, who did he serve? Okay, that's a good question. I'm not here to I'm not here to point the finger on Mm-mm. Nope, but I can tell you he was serving somebody. <laughs> and it's the same guys that said, all right, we need to build this rail. <laughs> we need to get it done. Who's going to get it done? Right? And then somebody steps up to the plate, and they get the paper signed. They move everything through communities. Boom, 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 boom. They get it done. Right? Well, maybe it's the last thing they get done, but they get it done. Right? Wow, these these, these uh. This gravy train is is called a gravy train for a reason. It's all gravy after that, because there is a goal. Okay, now you guys gotta you guys also gotta understand that there is an end game goal to this thing, or long term goal. And the long term goal is is not clear to everybody right now, because everybody's looking at it going, oh how about a taxes going up how about the cost of living going up. there's a reason why it's going up, so that one day right. Only the rich people can live here. Everybody else, you know, they got to go. If they can't afford to live here, where are they going to live, right? Oh, we live in Vegas. Oh, so a lot of local people are like, you know. And I know this guy, from the, he was in radio, right? He was in radio. Okay, people don't know he's still on the radio over here, but he's broadcasting from his house in Oregon, right? And he's, he's on the radio over here every morning. But he's he's working from Oregon, you know, because he cannot afford to live in Honolulu. Now, I think that's a shame. I really think that's a shame. Okay. But some people, I mean, you know, and and you got to uh, understand that God is real. Okay. When you look at things like this, you got to understand God is real. And you got to understand that somehow balance comes. Somehow things happen. Somehow things change. Somehow, you know, there there is a, a little help that we receive From the divine Whatever your system of belief is Whoever you believe in, right? But you gotta know God is real Because you know God is real When you see these things failing, right? You know God is real When you see these things getting screwed up And you go, well, see? There you go, right? And and you see things turn to the other side, right? There's always balance, you know But the gravy train is real, Hawaiians And you gotta know that You know, the price that you pay for the gravy train is huge. I mean, it it is huge. You know, you think, you may think that on the outside, oh, these guy's receiving all this money. Oh, their lives are easy. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Bro, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there where where the, the boss walks in the room, right? And I'm talking about... I'm talking about back in the day, things that were pretty heavy duty. And the boss walks in the room and he goes, hey, this is how it's going to be. And he'll just say a couple words and everybody jumps. Mm-hmm. And, and these guys represent money. And I'm talking about tons of money. Tons of money. There's organizations here in town that you you wouldn't even think that they're here. But they're here, Right? You know, you see stuff that you think is only in the movies. It's here, Hawaiians. They are here. Okay. Well, I, I can tell you, I can tell you some stories. So there was this guy, right, that used to sit down at the table. Okay. And we, there was this table and, uh, we used to sit at this table. Well, I was lucky enough to sit at the table. My job was to sit down and shut up. This guy had on fake finger. Okay. And it, it was because he belonged to a certain organization, right? And and he, he didn't have a pinky. So they had these rubber pinkies. <laughs> they had these rubber pinkies because these guys had to come to customs. And as soon as these guys were spotted, as soon as, you know, if a customs agent, right, saw that this guy was missing a pinky, they would detain him. They would pull him off to the side. They would investigate, him, and they didn't need that kind of heat, right? So they had this rubber pinky. <laughs> and he used to, cause, you know the thing, when you, when you, when you talk his story, you know, it kind of gets hot, right? And, and so brother used to take him off when he was drinking. And he was take him off, he <laughs> would take him off when he was drinking. He put him next to the, you know, next to the ashtray. And he was just, and he would just drink his, uh, kind I think they was drinking, uh, uh, what is that? Johnny Walker. <laughs> Johnny Walker Scots that was drinking. And and he used to just keep them right there next to the ashtray. And then, you know, and sometimes, you know, it's like, hey, uh, so-and-so and forget his again. Okay? Oh, hey, 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 don't forget your finger. And, oh, yeah, yeah, he, you know, a polite Japanese guy. These, these guys are nice people, right? It's just what they did for a living. They were nice people well that was nice to me I don't know but maybe maybe they had to be nice to me I don't know but but they you know I I was I was young and and I saw all this kind of action and the same guys right that that did this right were the same guys that was that was doing big business in Waikiki that was doing tour business in Waikiki and then from the tour business in Waikiki you went oh hey the 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 politicians don't show up, and then oh, oh, really? Yeah. So you start making connections, right? Because you start see, well, you start making the connection in who knows who, and who's running what, and who's involved in what, because you see all these guys together all the time, right? And you see, oh, oh gee, I never know. I never knew Uncle knew him. Oh yeah, but oh wow. I never knew Uncle knew him. Oh yeah, but but what? They all know each other? Yeah, oh, they all do business together. Oh yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So you gotta you gotta see that. And over the years, a lot of these politicians, especially the career guys, right? The career politicians, this they serve on this committee, they serve on that committee. The general public is not watching this stuff. There's stuff that you guys never see in the back room in, in meetings and, and whatever and this stuff is legal. Okay. It's all legal. Most of it is legal. I mean, yeah, there's some questionable stuff, there's some gray area stuff, but most of it is legal. So you would get, let me give you an let me give you an example of what legal is. If you're a consultant, <clears throat> okay, or you're a lobbyist, and you go in and, and you cut a deal with the politicians, okay? it has to be uh, it has to be legal on paper so so yeah you can you can be a consultant for 100,000 a year or whatever whatever it is right 50,000 a year whatever but then what you're not seeing is you're not seeing that guy's nephew right that owns another company that his name is not even on the corporation he but he owns it right and he's an officer to it But some or sometimes not, but he he doesn't even his name doesn't appear. You know, when you go search down the company or you search online, his name doesn't appear, but he owns that company. And then that company is doing work for for the same consultant. So the money is, is, you know, going in a circle. So the money goes in this door, right? Goes to the next door, to the next door. and, And then they feed the money back. You know, they, they said that about the, the president. Well, his son did business with Russia and you know, and the old man got half, right? The old man, meaning the, the president, right? That's what they said in the news media. But that's how it works. You see, so because the, you know, because the, 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 the politician, right, was, was in his position, then, yeah, the son got a contract. Okay, then when the son gets a contract, he kicks it back to the, to the dad. Right, but but it's not so blatant like that. There are legal ways to do it, and there are legal shell companies. They call them shell companies, shell corporations. There are tons of them. There are tons of them, bro. We we have. Yeah, <laughs> I I can tell you. Well, hey, I'm I'm not gonna go as as as, you know, to go that far. But I can tell you that if you look in the Cook islands, I can tell you if you look in the Marshall islands and you look at the banks that operate there, right? You're going to find a lot of local people's money in the Cook islands. You're going to find a lot of local people's money in the Marshall islands. Uh, You're going to find a lot of people's money offshore in offshore banks. Offshore banking is huge in the Cook islands. And the Cook Islands is not very far from us, okay? It's, a, it's like going from here to Vegas. And you're just, you just flying in the opposite direction. And uh, you go do your business and you come home. Nobody's advertising it. Nobody's filming you on social media and you're going, Ah, going to the Cook Islands, see you guys. No, you don't want to make that trip public. You just go. You know, one time this guy that I was working with on the radio, he said, he said, hey, Oh, we saw, so-and-so saw you at the international airport. You went you went to a foreign country? I didn't want to tell him. He thought I went to Japan. <laughs> it wasn't Japan. <laughs> but anyway, but that's not a podcast, always Okay? But just know that the gravy train is earned. Okay? And these people, <clears throat> these people who get on the gravy train, right? You know, um, the way it works is you put your time when you're in office. Okay, you do what you're supposed to do when you're in office. Now, when you're out of office and you get the consultant contracts and you get the, you know, you, all this kind of stuff or you, you get a, you know, you have to form a, a non-profit so you can you can avoid taxes. I mean, all, all this kind of stuff that you do when you, when you get out of office, that's when the money's made. When you're in office, you got to disclose everything. Pe- you know, people have public record, right? Or... You can put your, if you, if you really have kids you can trust, you can put everything in their name or, or whatever. But I'm just saying that you have to be above board when you're in office, okay? So, I mean, you know, don't, uh, my mom always told me, she said, don't be envious of others because you never know what they had to do to get what they have. You know, in other words, the sacrifice is real, Hawaiians. The sacrifice is very real. And sometimes, you know, like I, I, I went through a major sacrifice in my life because I wanted to do music. There's a lot of stuff I sacrificed. And, and, you know, part of that was, uh, uh you, you don't, you don't get to live for the weekend and, and build companies or, or live for the weekend and be successful. There's no such thing. Uh, you can't do that. You can't live for the weekend. <clears throat> if you're doing that, then you're doing them wrong, okay? Because because you'll never get to where you want to get to. And, um, you know, I always tell people, I don't work hard, but I work long. I put in long hours, like like I- incredible. You have no idea, you know? And one, one lady, see, I, I just sold my base. I just sold my base. Uh, my upright base was in storage. And, I, uh, you know, I was like, uh, I'm never going to jam. And the guy I used to jam with died, right? My best friend. And we bought these instruments because the plan was, oh man, when we, you know, when we, when we, uh, retire for whatever, cause, cause we, we put everything in storage, we was gonna go to Vegas. We was trying to get into Vegas, that didn't pan out. But our plan was, okay, one day when we come back, we'll go mainly, we'll make money, we'll come back, and then we'll go get a nice, secure place, right? Cause we had a small place and we kept everything in storage, but we was collecting all these priceless instruments, right? And the plan was we're going to make one, you know, uh, we're going to make a place at home and enjoy the instruments and, and, you know, jam and all this kind of stuff. And that never happened. So everything is now still stuck in storage. So I sold the bass. And I got a hold of this lady, right? And one of the comments she made to me in a text was, yeah, she said something about my businesses. And then she said uh, something about, I'm not fortunate like you. I have to work. And you know, that, and I, you know, I was, I was actually holding the base for her because I recognized her name from my Facebook for years and years. I recognized her name and she's a pretty girl, right? So I, I remember the, the avatar, you know, the, the profile pic, right? You know, and I, and I oh, they kind of, kind of hit me the wrong way. Because what I really wanted to tell her, okay, but I never tell her because I had to sell her the base. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You don't, you you never ruffle the feathers of a, of a client or a potential client, right? But what I really wanted to tell her is, baby, you know what? You have no idea how much I work. Because I'm not out there working in front of the camera. I'm not out there working... In front of everybody I'm working behind the scenes I'm working behind my laptop I'm working behind my tablet I'm working on my phone I work in the car Sometimes I'm working in the shopping center Right? And I, I, I grab my Starbucks I'm sitting in the shopping center I'm on my phone People probably thinking I'm talking story or texting somebody or whatever. No, I'm actually scheduling ads. I'm actually running ads. I'm actually doing this, doing that, monitoring this, that, you know, transferring money to whatever it is. But I'm working, you see? And I'm building. I love to build. That's what I do. I build stuff. I build businesses. I build uh all kinds, all kinds of crap. I mean, I can't even <laughs> that's not a podcast, so it's but I'm just telling when she told me I was fortunate. What I really wanted to tell her is when you work 16 hours a day, 7 days a week, you're going to guarantee you're going to be fortunate. Guarantee, Hawaiians. When you change your thinking, okay, because my kupuna, my kupuna Ivy always told me, like, you keep your hand like this, okay, face down, instead of like this, asking for stuff, right? So when you have, and I'm holding my hand with my palm up, right? You don't keep your hand like this, okay, you got a hana hana. Which means you got to work. Which means you keep your hand face down. Okay. And she always told me this. She she told me, you don't go around looking for a handout. You keep your hand down. You keep working. And that's what she always told us from small, right? So, And you know, when you're small, it doesn't mean anything. But man, when I started working, you know, when I started working for myself. And and, uh, and God made that happen. Because I got let go, you know, from the radio station this one time, right? I got to stay on. But but I only because we contracted to the sales office to the back end, okay, and and I got to do the front end, which which I never you know got paid for. I I did it, uh, I I got payment for it in in mentions, okay, and they mentioned my business, and that was enough. Oh trust me, that was enough. But um, you know, another thing was that that you know you uh, or another thing is you gotta love something enough where you would do it for free. If, if you had the opportunity, you know and, and going on the radio and stuff was so much fun for me It was like fun So I, I didn't have to get paid for it <clears throat> I can't tell you how the expending of energy for four hours in the morning First thing in the morning uh, How happy it makes you Because you're purging all that energy Okay, now here's the life coaching part Okay, here's the law of attraction part When you're expending all that energy, right now now you're getting all the energy out from your system, right? What do you think the back end is there is a back end? Okay, it's like anything else, right? If there's an acceleration right there's a vacuum in the back Okay, so if you pushing all this energy out guess what happens? New energy comes in right new energy comes in new thoughts come in new Mana comes in okay for you guys overseas Mana is magic. It's, it's it's another term for magic. It's a Hawaiian term, which means the 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 special part, the the magic part, right? Comes in, and and so when you do this, right? Never be afraid to work. It's the same thing like working out. When you work out, it's good for your mind. When you work out, it's good for more than just your body. Okay, but don't never be afraid to do the work. And and this is you know what I tell the young kids because the young kids are like. Oh, Uncle, how you did that? And I'm like, well, I was in Starbucks working. I, I, I You know, instead of sitting around, I, I, I was in my office working. I got to my office at 4.30 in the morning, and I sat there till 8 o'clock at night sometimes, right? Not not just you seeing clients, but in between, you know. And um, a lot of people don't see that. And it doesn't matter what they see, Hawaiians. You know, what matters is, what kind of quality of life are you living? What are you doing with your life? How many people are you helping? How many, how, what kind of difference are you making? Are you just here to use of the planet, of the resources, and not going to give back, and then, and then you're going to leave? Or are you going to make this place a better place? You know, and the best thing you can do, in my opinion, this is my humble opinion, okay? But the best thing you can do is teach kids, because they're the future. Right? And if you teach as many kids as you can, I knew guys that I, I used to practically beg them. They're, they were adults. And I was just coming, I was 18, 19. I used to beg them, you know, hey, how you do this? How you, how you do that? And they couldn't be bothered. Okay? And this is exactly why I started working with kids. And I start, when I started working with kids in the beginning, I thought, well, eh, it's just something to make money with, right? But it became clearly apparent to me in, in a matter of months that, wow, I can really affect the lives of other people. Like, like I can have these kids doing all kinds of crazy stuff like I do. You know, I, I had kids I used to teach voices to. You know, mm, what's up, doc? They go, oh, uncle, how you do that? And I go, yeah, yeah, let us uh, do this. <laughs> you know? And then they would look at it, And then they would try. And then the thing would work. And they would laugh. And I go, See? And and you know, but they never thought of doing it. Right now, I gave them the idea, but pretty soon these kids started driving their parents crazy. Right, but I'm just saying that that you know, teach the kids, inspire the kids. It doesn't matter if it's if you don't think, okay, if you don't think that what you know is a big deal, then maybe you have a self confidence issue maybe maybe you need some life coaching so hit, hit me up at here for you usa at gmail.com there's your commercial right there this, this is your cheap ass commercial right there but anyway but no i mean you know shameless self-promotion right yeah, I'm so used to that. Oh, bro, I did so many years of that. But yeah, but even even if you don't think that what you know is a big deal, pass them on. Pass them on to your grandkids. Pass them on to your nieces, nephews, your neighbor's kids. Grab one kid and go, hey, bro, look, check this out. And, uh, and teach them and show them, right? Right now, the truth is coming out about a lot of stuff. The truth is I've been studying esoteric knowledge for years and years and years, Right? But turn around and show the kids this stuff. You know, and nine times out of ten, most of them already know. They're starting to see it. And by the time they hit intermediate school, they've already been to the websites that you're just discovering. They've already been through everything. But it's kids. You know, most of them are not even impressed because they've already seen it. They've already been there. You know, it's you. It's, It's you, the older people that are coming across all this stuff and going, whoa, wow. You know. Well, the kids been there already. They grew up with it. This is their backyard. The internet is their backyard. You know, we had on real backyard back in the day, right? And that's all we had. <laughs> we never had no internet, right? But now the kids the kids they have it all. So so go teach your unique talent that the kids may not find on the internet to a kid. And that's the value that you can give another life. Okay? And when you do that, okay, God rewards you. Each and every time, I can't even tell you, Owens. I can't even tell you how many kids I help, and when I help them, something good happens to me just out of the blue, just, just out of the blue. And <clears throat> that's the law of attraction. That's the like attracts like. You help, help gonna come to you. You know. So what do you want? Now here's a, here's another piece of the life coaching side. Okay, if you want love, you gotta love first. If you want somebody to be generous to you, you gotta give first. Okay, if you if you like it when people just give you stuff, you gotta be the one to go give first. And you're not gonna get back from them, right? You just give. You can get back from other people, from other situations, from other stuff. But you gotta give first. Okay? You know, if you want if you want somebody to love you, you want people to like you, you gotta start liking people first. No matter what it is, you gotta do it first. You put it out there first, okay, and God will turn it around and push it right back to you. And that comes. That also goes for anger. It goes for attitude. It goes for everything, right? Because if you're angry, at, you You go around being angry at people, you be go around being rude to people, it's going to come right back to you. You're going to start experiencing those kind of things because like attracts like. So you want to be an a-hole? Okay, that's your right. You have a right to do it. Go, go for it. See how well it works for you. It's going to come right back to you. Then you could be like, Ah, huh, so and so, you're such an ill. <laughs> Stop and think about it. How have you been lately? Think about it. You know, how has your attitude been lately? Right? And then it'll start to hit you. And then you know what? You start to see the law of attraction in motion pretty soon. Because then you go, wow, you know what? Yesterday I was, I was nice all day long and today this, this, nice lady did something for me this nice guy did something for me while standing in line i was two cents short and this guy from the back went yeah i get him boom right there i can't even tell you how many times i catch people at the grocery store they're in their wallets looking for change and i go never mind put them on mine boom right there okay and it happens to me too and i get in situations and and pretty soon somebody goes no no yeah i get him get him right there junior boom i'm like whoa and I just say thank you, okay? So another thing, in closing, okay, because I got to go because the podcast, <laughs> I know I'm going to get the eye pretty soon. i mean, Rocky. going to give you the eye pretty soon. But I got to tell you guys, okay, in closing, I got to tell you guys, always remember to be a good receiver. So many people can give. So many people can, you know, so, so many people can can give anything, right? But when you try to give them, they're like, oh, no, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. What's this for? What's this? No, 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 right? Now, you're making the giver feel bad, see? So don't do that. Don't make the giver feel bad. Just, just, hey, bro, thanks, man. You know, the thing I hate is when you give somebody something, right? And they will turn around and try to give you back right there or, or, or you know, you in an hour, they come. They come give you something. It's no, 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 bro. I gave you that because I wanted to give you something. I didn't give you that because you know I wanted you to give me something, right? Okay. So you gotta, you gotta give without expectation. Just give, just give, Hawaiians. Okay. And um, one more thing before we leave. All right, actually, right. I get in the eye already. All right, before we leave, don't cut me off. Okay, well, before we leave, I just want to say thank you to the ladies again for finding me here on the podcast. Uh, the percentage is going up. I love you girls. You know I do. And uh, see, women know when you love them. They know when you're authentic. They know when you're all about them. They know, bro, trust me. They know. And they know when you're an a-hole. And they know when you're one of them nice guys. See, I'm not a nice guy. I am not a nice guy, Hawaiians. Because you know what? When you're a nice guy, okay, that's like, <laughs> that's the fastest way to turn a chick off. When you, you uh, uh, see, I knew, I knew it, bro. I knew it. I knew it. Sorry, I gotta go Hawaii. I, I knew he was gonna do that. Alright, never mind. <clears throat> I gotta fire this guy already. Hey, we gotta say thank you to, uh, in addition to the Wainis, we gotta say thank you to Island Club and Spa, Brother Randy, Sister Jerry, also to Voice Pastor Enterprises, Family and Service Companies, also to AFMHawaiiMusic.com. Yeah, featuring the music of Brother Darren Chidane. Uh, go download his music. It's up on iTunes from AFM, Hawaii Music. Oh, man. Hey, so, Hawaiians, remember, if you like something good, just do them first. Whatever you like, just do them first. And never mind the click. You don't need the click. Till next time, I'm go ever. Virginia. Mahalo. Aloha.